0: broadcasting live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios deep inside the secret bee cave. It's Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham.
1: He's Blank, on am Branham. 713-780-ESPN. Join Culture Map and Sports Map tomorrow for the tailgate, an all-out celebration of Houston sports and the fans who cheer them on. Savor tailgate-inspired bites from your favorite restaurants, including FM Kitchen, Twin Peaks, the Waffle Bus, and many more. Sip on signature drinks, enjoy game day activities, plus VIP ticket holders can meet and greet with former Houston Texan Jonathan Joseph. Tickets are on sale now, include all food and drinks. Use promo code ESPN for $10 off any ticket type. Head to tailgate.culturemap.com, tailgate.culturemap.com. We'll be broadcasting live there tomorrow. Get your tickets now. Uh, FM Kitchen, great spot. They should open up a breakfast spot called AM Kitchen. So I'll be here all day. 713 780 3776. Let's
2: go out
3: to the HR and line. I was just going to say it. I like
1: uh, Let's get Philip in here. Philip, you're in the hive of the bees. What's up, Philip?
3: Hey, guys. What do you think of uh, plucking Mitch Garver off uh, the Rangers? I know he's a free agent and uh, he's a little bit older at 32, but that means a shorter term deal. I think Spot Rack has him at around 10 $11 million a year for about three years. Mm-hmm. I think that's in our budget. He'd back up a catcher, spell some DH time, and then maybe if you can get him to play some first base yeah. and give Abreu some uh, regular reps. I think he covers a lot of different needs out of one guy, one salary. I mean, Maldonado's salary alone is probably half what, what he's going to get. So that you know, letting Maldonado walk alone will cover a good chunk of that. And one of the things, you know, I wonder if a solution for Maldonado is you make him the highest paid bench coach behind uh, Joe Espada, and then he's there to help mentor Diaz, and yet the temptation for him to suit up and walk out on the field for Verlander is gone. But at the same time, you're rewarding him for good service. It doesn't affect the luxury tax, and you can make him a few million dollars and just be a bench coach.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't affect it. I think Maldi still wants to play, though. Uh, as far as Garver, Garver's a good bat. I feel like it's too similar to Yiner, though, because Garver's not a great defensive catcher, so you now you have two very offensive-minded catchers. I, I like where your mind's at with spelling time at first base. You're going to need like a right-handed DH every now and then. Um, I don't love the fact that you wouldn't have a single defensive catcher when Yiner Diaz's weakness is catching. So I'm probably out on that. And also $11 million is a lot for a backup catcher. When the Astros are currently projected, currently projected to be $11 million or $9 million Uh over the, uh, 2024 luxury tax threshold. And that does not include any of these free agents that are not on the books. This is without Maldi. This is without stanik without Maton. Now, it does estimate the arbitration, but those are usually pretty accurate. So spending $11 million on uh, like kind of a backup spot starter guy when you're $9 million over the luxury tax, I don't think is realistic.
2: No, the Yiner part of it is the first thing I thought about because Yiner is going to be a guy that can spell uh, Abreu at first base a little bit. He can spell designated hitter from time to time to take a little something off his knees and he's going to be your catcher. So I don't want anybody, you know, kind of intruding on that. And I also think that, you know, the Rangers aren't going to want to see him go and they're not going to want, they're going to do whatever they can to keep him. And because of the fact that he was an unsung hero for that team all year and hit big hits and big bombs and, and did a lot of things for that team, they're going to probably try hard to keep him. And there's probably going to be other teams that are going to probably throw some more, I won't say silly money but they'll throw more money in a competitive market at him than what the Astros are going to be able to financially uh take take on.
1: That's the other thing too. Like from an Astros perspective, 11 million for spot starter backup catcher to me is going to be too expensive. Mitch Garver is going to want to start. He's going to want to play 140 games minimum
2: behind the next dish. Uh,
1: I think he's okay being a guy who gets 140 games just as a DH as bat, and- like maybe 70 games as a catcher. 70 games at DH, whatever. He's, he's more known for his bat, and mm-hmm. he has been able to hit.
4: Yeah, if you're going to go over more and, and, like, and blow past that and really affect your luxury tax, and you're going to steal someone from the Rangers, Jordan Montgomery.
2: Yeah, so, you, but I was going to ask you guys that. Do you really think that, one, because of the money, and two, because of the guys that they're expecting to come back, do you really think that they're going to be looking at another starting pitcher? I, I don't know how you do No, don't.
1: I, they I not. I don't think they can. How,
2: how can they? They're, because the, Jim- where, where are they getting
4: this money? Well the money's there just Jim Crane has to decide if he wants to spend it and he I has understand. to go
1: over the luxury tax threshold which he is notorious for not doing and he's openly talked about that I understand where they're going to be they as... near the luxury tax whenever they do business but you
4: don't have the you don't have what you've had in the past or you don't have prospects coming like what do you think like Spencer Eric Getty? no, like he's no. not an answer but like Luis Garcia we don't know when he's going to pitch again next summer maybe at the all-star break like around there but like you don't really know what it's going to be we know what Arcidi is Hunter. Brown didn't impress. Lance, He's a rookie. I understand, but I'm like he, he didn't impress.
2: He didn't impress in the playoffs in this last this last appearance. Oh, but fine. he impressed but like, all year for you.
4: Like I just, he needs to be more. So like I think you need to add starting pitching. Like you don't know what Lance McCullers is. I think you need a front of the line guy. Your best pitcher is forty one years old. It's, it's just
2: I, I don't understand the feasibility of it happening. One financially, it, it's it's definitely a, ch- a massive challenge. But two, when you think about it, regardless of when you get these guys back, you figure France is going to be in the mix. Brown's going to be in the mix. Verlander, what, what is Javier. France? I mean,
1: France is kind of Framber. a six
2: guy. But I'm know? saying there's five right off the top before you even talk about getting Garcia or McCullers back. You're yeah.
4: right, but we talked, we said that this year, too. And look what happened. Like they, they fell apart. Like The Astros fell apart this year, and I would have never... Like, Chandler Rome put the article out. They should have they should have addressed starting pitching in the offseason. I could not disagree more with that statement, but then seeing the way this season played out... Like, they need another guy. They had to go trade for JV for a reason. Like, I think they need you something had to go else for, in the rotation.
2: You had to go get JV after you had season-ending surgery for two of your guys and another guy that was going to miss a majority of the, the, the season with uh, a, an injury that he came back from.
1: Yeah, I think starting pitching is the biggest long shot that the Astros go after for, for a variety of reasons. One, they have a surplus of starters. Do they have great frontline starting pitching? Joe, you don't think so. Uh her second half not good, Verlander older. Uh, so I can see your point there. Second point is that they're nine million dollars over the luxury tax threshold. Crate has not operated over the salary the, the luxury tax, uses it as a salary cap. But he's done it once. Um and I think that they're probably going to be trading from their starting pitching surplus to try to acquire a left fielder too. I don't think they're going to be spending 250 million dollars next year. Somebody just texted in you you guys aren't accounting for Justin Verlander's salary or the the money that the Mets are getting back. Yeah, we are. Because Spotrac already takes care of that for us. His luxury tax number that the Astros are paying is 25 million dollars next year. We we did take that into account. So how you bring like I think that the Astros desperately need a left fielder more than they need a starting pitcher. I think like, it's
2: left field and pen.
1: Because you have you have like we going through some of the names. Your starting rotation next year is shaping up to be Verlander, Fromber, Javier, Hunter Brown, Jose Urquidy on opening day. That's not accounting for Lance McCullers. You hope to get him back at some point. And his timelines before spring training, that doesn't account for JP France, which if you go to six-man rotation, France can also be your long guy in the bullpen. Luis Garcia, maybe in the summer. What do you do with Renel Blanco? I'm not really counting on him. But then the bullpen, guys you have coming back in the bullpen are Presley, Abreu, Graveman, Montero. That's it. You yeah, have like the tough. Sosa guy, you have the Martinez guy, like you need bullpen help desperately and then your outfield right now what would be your starting outfield like I don't want to play Jordan Alvarez every day in left field I want him to be my full-time DH so I'm going Chaz center field because I think Chaz's values in center field that's where his bat plays more because you don't see a lot of Uh offensive players producing like that in center field Tucker's obviously your right fielder to me you need a left fielder and how are you going to get a left fielder if you can't you don't have money to spend in free agency you're probably trading from your surplus of starting pitchers for like a like to Oscar Hernandez, like, not, not him specifically, but that, but, he was, but that type of player who has a year left on his deal that somebody's trying to get something for him before he leaves in free agency in a season. Like, I think that's the type of trade you see for the Astros. They trade one of these starting pitchers probably, like, an Urquiti, probably a France. I don't think they would trade Hunter Brown unless it's a big-name left fielder. But, like, an Urquidy or a France for, like, an above-average offensive left fielder. I think that's the move we see. You know,
2: you still have Dubon as your utility guy, and you still have got – so you've got some depth there. But I think that Penn and left field is going to be the most uh, targeted, you know, upgrades for this team. And I think that they're going to have to dangle whatever they can because their farm system isn't loaded like a lot of other teams. So in order to be competitive and get what they need to do and make it work financially – they would again. They would love to unload a salary like Montero. I don't think they're going to find any takers. But I think that they're going to have to get creative. They're going to have to trade probably to get one, and they're they're going to probably try and get someone that desperately wants to win that has maybe a, maybe a little longer in the tooth, but would like to be a part of what they've had. The, you know what they've had going
1: five seven nine eight is Christian Javier a tradable piece for freeing up salary and acquiring prospects I, I don't think so and you're also kind of selling low on the guy which I don't like doing like if you view players as commodities you don't want to sell low and like buy high Javier would be selling low here and his salary is still affordable it's like twelve and a half million dollars for a guy who's capable of being I think a number three starter on a good rotation so that that's not really something I'm interested in doing uh nine two two seven take France's name out your mouth you just all we can do when it matters
2: most. Not a guy I'd like to even see in a uniform.
1: Like eh, I mean, don't don't be prisoner of the moment too the much. That's the on Janet one Jackson game.
2: thing again. You're, you're just relying on the last time you saw him, but you forget about the time that you saw him previous to that, where he gave you a couple of multiple innings coming out of the pen when you desperately needed it to get you where you needed to go. And oh, by the way. He was one of your most valuable unsung heroes all season long with the way he was able to pitch.
1: I do think it was a little smoke and mirrors. Like I think France is best suited as your six starter long guy, not your number four starter. Uh, but certainly on the team. Uh nine, six, four, eight, bring in Lordis Guriel and Hayter, all is good. Again, where are you getting the salary there? Hayter's
2: gonna get a boatload he, of cash.
1: He's gonna be the most sought after reliever, I believe. Without question. And then Lordis is probably gonna get I don't know, like 15 million, $18 million mm-hmm. a year. Like He's had a good playoff. People overspend for playoff a little bit. Uh, pessimistic Chad, seriously doubt they're standing pat, not making any splash moves in the offseason. They have to get a starter and a bat. How about letting Presley go and make a Bray you the closer? Well, now you're trading Presley. Um, I think there'd be a market for him. Yeah, you could trade Presley, but I mean...
2: What you know? What are you getting but in you return? Also,
1: <laughs> you have four relievers right now on this team, not in, not, clout, not counting some of the young players like Sosa and Martinez, and two of them are Grayman and Montero. Like That is what you have on this roster yeah, right now. You can't
2: have your lockdown 7-8-9 uh, or 6-7-8-9 uh, of, of the last couple of years and say that you're going to eliminate Narris could walk if you're going to trade Presley. I mean, what are you left with, and how good is your bullpen going to be? Yeah, I really don't see how they're making a, a,
1: a big move. I just don't. like. I don't see how they have the, the resources to do that. 8 3 two, seven, move Chaz to left field, get a true center fielder. Problem I have there is Chaz McCormick is an average offensive left fielder. Chaz McCormick is an above average offensive center fielder. So if you're moving Chaz to left, you're you're diminishing Chaz McCormick's value as a baseball player. So that's something that I I don't love. 1542 resign Dubon. Dubon's under club control. I don't know why people are saying that he's not. He said resign Dubon at left field cheap hit 278. I I don't want Dubon to be in I want Dubon to be my 10th guy on this team. I want him to be able to fill in at any single position the moment there's an injury anywhere. I don't want to pencil Dubon into my everyday nine. Now, if you have an injury, I, I love that Dubon is capable of playing every single position and playing every single position pretty well. I, I don't want to go into next season with Dubon as one of my, my nine starters.
2: No, he's cheap and versatile. You can use him in the outfield and the infield. I, I think that he is your new Oledmus-Diaz or um, before, you know, before him, was it Gonzalez? Mm-hmm. He—that's exactly what he needs to be for your team. Sure, I'm sure he would love to play every day, but it's not going to be on a team the caliber of the Astros. And because of his salary, I don't think you're going to get anything if you consider trading him. He's perfect to be your tenth man. No, he. Yeah, I don't.
1: I want him on the team. Yep. I just I want him to be my tenth guy. Twenty nine, twenty. What about Blake Snell? Would he be too much? The to answer is yes.
2: Cy Young Award yeah. winner in an open market where he everybody needs pitching. He's going to get boatloads of cash.
1: What would the trade market be for McCullers? 0392. It would be awful. It'd be awful. Talk about nothing. Talk about
2: trading from a position of weakness. With his mass unit injury report, there's no freaking way anybody's going to give you anything big for him.
1: No, I would. uh, That's another thing. Like, I'm not selling low on McCullers because you're going to get nothing from McCullers. You might even have to eat some of the salary. So, like, you're giving away McCullers. You might have to be paying, retain some of the salary from McCullers. You might as well just pray and hope. Atlanta's and if he is healthy, and if I out. know it's
2: a big if, but if he's healthy, he's shown he can pitch in this league and he could be very good for you on a team that's going to be possibly cash strapped.
1: 713 780 espn H R P listener line 713-780-3776. I've seen a lot of people bury the Astros. They're saying the golden era is dead. The dynasty is dead. The Astro golden era isn't going anywhere. It's the killer bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92. Something that I've been doing lately is I've been, uh, I've been pumping some iron. I've been getting compliments from everybody. Everybody's like, oh, you're looking good. Joe told me today, you're looking really good. I said, well, that's because of Iron 24 Fitness and Recovery. Uh, they've been helping me out. I've been uh, excited for this, too, because like many of you, I haven't focused. On my body. I haven't prioritized my body, but I've been working out these last uh, week or so. Uh, I feel great, thanks to Iron 24 Fitness and Recovery. It's a new kind of gym that's perfect for me. It's perfect for you, too. 24-7 access, which is great for my busy schedule. I know your schedule is nuts as well. I'm not a big fan of contracts. I hate those things. I, I don't like hidden fees. Who does? I don't like dealing with people. You probably uh, conjured that up. I don't want a gym tour. I don't want a sales call. And I don't want to have to worry Uh, about any of that. I don't have to with Iron 24 Fitness and Recovery. It's 100% digital. Even opening the door is digital. It's fantastic. Every Iron 24 facility has everything you need. Free weights, machines, any cardio you need. It's ideal. Tons of space, everything you need to get a good workout in without people bothering you. Also, for your post-workout, how about signature recovery rooms with infrared saunas? You'll love that. Iron 24 Fitness and Recovery with four locations around Houston. More opening soon. I go to the one in the Conroe area. A couple of Pearland, one in Lake Jackson, many on the way. In fact, Magnolia and Sugarland, they're currently enrolling. So get in on that if you're in the Magnolia-Sugarland area. Another great perk is members get universal 24-7 access to any location. If I go drop a line in Lake Jackson and I want to have a little post-fishing workout, well, I can do that. Right there, because I can go anywhere I want with Iron 24 Fitness and Recovery. For a limited time, participating Iron 24 locations are offering new member ESPN listeners two weeks free with zero down when they join with the Iron 24 app. Go to iron24.com slash ESPN, iron24.com slash ESPN, and get started today with Iron 24 Fitness and Recovery.
0: It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy this next bit of brilliance with Joel and Jeremy, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. It's the Killer Bees.
1: He's Blank. I'm Branham. We are the Killer Bees. Collectively, we are the Killer Bees. Um... Here's a couple of texts here. Dubon is definitely the guy to fill in when guys get the day off. He's the perfect 10th guy. Perfect 10th guy. Perfect utility guy. Don't need him to be the starter. Uh, 8807, need to focus on extensions first. You can do both at the same time. And extensions on any player that's still under contract for next year isn't going to change what you're doing in the offseason. So do both at the same time. Uh, Yeah, lock up Altuve. I've seen a lot of Bregman chatter. That one gets a little hairy for me. Like I need to know the price tag on Bregman. Bregman's going to be a free agent whenever he his first year of his new contract. He's going to be thirty one years old. So are we talking seven, eight years with Bregman? Because if it's seven, eight years with Bregman, I'm not doing business with Bregman. Uh, is it four or five? Is it twenty five, thirty? Like I, I need some details whenever it comes to Bregman. Like I don't really. I don't know. Like I, I need to see the numbers. The numbers are critical for Bregman. Jose Altuve. I'm keeping Jose Altuve in Houston forever,
2: no doubt, uh, at whatever price, because he's the face that runs the place, it's the greatest Astro of all time. <laughs> and then he just did what he did in the playoffs too. I mean, there's just he is the ultimate Astro, and he should go nowhere. And you take care of him, Bregman. I get it. He's attached to that. He's attached to this golden era. He's attached to a lot of things. But I think he's attached to cash, and he still thinks he's worth a big bag. And at a certain point, there's going to probably be a tough conversation between the two sides if he wants to stay here.
1: 1542, what about Chaz? Says he isn't a great offensive left fielder. Genuinely curious. He looks to rank rank pretty favorably with the league's top left fielders. Okay, how much are you buying into Chaz this year? I mean, Chaz had a good offensive season. I hope that he can continue that. I think that he fairly will. But if he's capable of playing an above-average center field, center fielders just universally across baseball, don't have as much offensive prowess as corner outfielders. So if Chaz can play an above-average center field, produce the same type of numbers, take advantage of the advantage that you have. An above-average defensive center fielder with really good offensive numbers. So... I would rather be in the market for a left fielder on a one, two year deal that can hit 25, 30 home runs as opposed to a center fielder who's not going to be as offensively successful because I think Chaz can man center field for 150 games.
2: There's no doubt about it. I mean, everybody's going to say the J-Rod example, but J-Rod is is the exception to the rule. Most center fielders are more light hitting, but they're defensive minded that they don't put up big offensive numbers. But when you look at what Chaz does and the body of work that he brings to the table every day, he has the ability to be still an above-average defensive center fielder. He doesn't have a great arm, but you know he's going to play good defense for you. But yeah, the numbers make it to where it makes a lot more sense because he can be beneficial as your center fielder. When you think about the fact, though, that this was a great year for him, how many of those great years has he had? Or do you expect him to continue to have going forward? I think he's going to level off next year, and, and I, not that it's a bad thing, but I definitely think that he's going to level off and come back to the normal a little bit. Four, six, eight, three says Gruchek for left field. Oh boy, hey, he's pretty good. Like he's
1: he, he could be. A, I think he could be a good uh, outfield option. I don't know if I want him starting in left field, uh, but he can be in the outfield room. I wouldn't mind him as a backup outfielder. Okay. He'll play all three positions.
4: But like, so if the Astros aren't go, if if Jim Crane is going to play it the way he has, which obviously has been very successful. But they don't have prospects coming, so I I question if it's going to continue that way. If you won't keep spending, do you offer a four million, five million dollar contract to Michael Brantley, and just like see what how you much money can did you get? say four or five?
1: Uh, Is he
4: worth anything more than that? If like, you
1: if you if Brantley signed a two and a half, three million dollar deal. I could live with that, but I'm not. I don't want to project him as my starting left fielder. Like he needs to be coming off the bench. But the problem with that is you already have Yordan, who's kind of like in that I don't really want him to play outfield mold. So Yordan huge problem. The Yordan caveat kind of like throws a huge wrinkle into the Brantley thing. Brant, I, 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 I lean no, I lean no. But he's like, eh, if he retires, then let's keep Brantley's name in mind. If Chaz gets hurt at the start of the year, yeah, or just if Yordan like, goes on the injured list for two months,
4: if you're not going to be able to go spend on an outfielder. And, like, if you think it's a mistake to trade a starting pitcher potentially because you just don't know the health of some of these guys, you know, with McCullers and Garcia, if if Brantley is wanting to play baseball and he's coming in that cheap, like, you have Dubon, Myers, like, you've got enough depth in the outfield where if you get 90 games out of Michael Brantley, like,
2: you might be okay.
4: I don't love it, but, like, if they're not going to spend money – He's still gonna be the best option, basically.
2: You gotta get a you gotta get a a hometown discount. You gotta have one hell of a, a medical report. And even still, he's probably not gonna play more than what half the games.
4: Yeah, I said ninety. I think that's probably shooting high.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you gotta find a permanent option and left, I think. Yeah, I don't I I just look, he's he's a professional hitter. He was unbelievable when he came back, but he, he blew three quarters of the season. When Bagwell told you he was going to be ready opening day, I don't think you can take that same risk next year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I – and he also looked – he didn't look great in the ALCS either, if we're being honest. Like, he looked uh, – he didn't look as good in the ALCS as he did the ALDS. So, I'm probably – I'm out on that. I, I I tried to, like, figure out a way to do that. But the Yordan factor also plays in when you're talking about Brantley. Because now it's a, it's a backup outfielder that can only play left field, and he's only going to be available at maximum 70 games.
4: Yeah, I, do. I think left field is is like your number one priority because you can figure out the bullpen. Like James Click, the one thing he really taught us is that even you know during the regular season, if things aren't going great, you can fix a bullpen pretty quick. Like I, I would try not to go that route, but like, look, I mean, Click did all these moves basically on minor, yeah. minor trades. I
1: just so. want it to happen in the offseason and not in June.
4: No, I I tend to agree because, like, you don't – especially with – look, the division's going to be really good next year. You're going to be chasing for sure.
1: You have four relievers under contract next year, and half of them are Graveman and Montero. It's not great. No, no. Like you need it. You all. need to
4: boost up the relief.
1: You need to boost up the bullpen, which has been a strength of this team. So left field and bullpen for me. Uh, one two six four. We have eight starting pitchers. I don't know why people are saying we need to get another. What are the chances we trade one guy, and move another to the pin? Uh, I'm with Good. you. One two yeah. six four. I think that you trade a starter for a left fielder because uh, I don't think that the Astros are going to be that active in free agency. I just don't see the resources. I don't see the finances. I think they try to find a, a left fielder with a year left on his. Contract that's still not making tons of money. They trade a France. They trade an Arciti for a, a solid left field bat with one year left on his deal. And there's your starting left field. Yeah, bat. I agree.
2: I think that's exact because they got to get they got to get creative because of where the finances are and who their owner is. But you know, going back to the Branley conversation, if you if he gives if he comes back on the cheap at five to seven, five to seven a year, you know he's only going to play 70, 80 games. Yeah, I can't do it, man. I don't know. I can't.
1: That's that's not enough games. First off, and then like that means that Jordan's going to have to play left field quite a bit, and I don't want Jordan playing left field quite a bit.
2: I I saw enough defensively from him in the playoffs too, to where I think I think if he comes on the cheap in that price range, how many games did you say? Seventy to eighty.
1: All right, so eighty. Who plays Who plays left field DH in the other eighty?
2: I well, I think that you are going to see a lot of what they did this year. I think you are going to see uh, Jordan. out there okay but Jordan's already he's already taken left field DH
1: so like you're gonna have to find for every 80 games that Brantley doesn't play you're gonna have to have an option which I mean if Dubon's your 10th guy it'd be Dubon Mm -hmm. like I I don't like that I'd rather have a real left fielder than 80 games of Brantley 80 games of Dubon
2: okay I think Jordan's gonna want to play left field
1: uh yeah I mean he can want that but he's also under contract and uh hey we want you healthy
2: You think, as much as Bagwell said at the start of this last season, fifty percent of the time or more, to have him out there. You think that's going to change? I don't.
1: I don't think you should be citing Jeff Bagwell. Like I don't think that Jeff Bagwell is the best thing to like advocate and defend
2: an argument because Bagwell. but I'm just saying if that's the organizational mentality towards it, not just Bagwell.
1: Yeah, but I mean, whenever he said that, they hadn't hired Dana Brown yet. So, like, I don't know what the organizational philosophy really is. Like, so if we is, don't know, is it morphed into
2: Dana Brown or is it still Bagwell? Like I don't know, I don't either. But I, I think that if we don't know, I think there's still a chance that it's not just Bagwell, and there's an organizational belief that, that Jordan should be out. They want Jordan out there, fifty percent of the time or more in left field.
1: <laughs> three zero six two in the front office. Uh, since I don't think Bagwell knows his from a hole in the
2: ground,
1: <laughs> I don't disagree. Three three one two. Would you be open to trading Jeremy Pena for what? I mean, Uh, again,
2: I think right now you're talking about a guy whose value is probably not as high as it's been. For what matters? I mean, what are you going to get? Are you going to get a a young, up-and-coming, promising outfielder? Are you going to get someone that's got the same kind of potential as a Jeremy Pena? Yeah, he fell off in the yeah. playoffs this year, but I don't think there's anything that says you're going to pull the plug on Jeremy Pena. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It just uh, creates another hole. Exactly. Yeah, like it's now, it's just, you're, you're fixing one problem
4: with yeah. another problem. Like you have a shortstop yep. who won a Gold Glove, who won ALCS and World Series MVP. You're going to trade him for a left fielder. He's so he's Mauricio too, Dubon he can play
1: shortstop. He's going to make auto. He's going to make auto reserve league minimum. Yeah, right? like
4: it's, yeah, and I mean Pena's still a,
1: like he's he's good defensively, uh, offensively. He's been overall below average. Um, I think he has potential. I, I think he has power potential. I know he had not hit homers since July 5th, and I think he showed in the second half of the season some pretty good batting average and on-base potential. I think he has a chance to have a really good year next year. He could work on
2: hitting the breaking pitches better.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, everybody has holes. Right. In like Everybody has holes in their game. Uh, 713-780-3776. All right, let's talk about this Astro-Golden era. A lot of people are putting it to rest. They're saying goodbye. It's over. It is not. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.
2: Hey, okay, before we go to the break, tell you about the good people at Apollo Men's Health. Dr. Owen, and his staff do a phenomenal job taking care of their patients on a daily basis. Two locations in downtown Houston, one in League City now open where you can get the best treatment possible on all the different things that are slowing you down and ailing you. Maybe it's just you don't have enough energy to get things done during the day. Maybe you want to get back in the gym and you want to do it the right way. And then you want to be able to chart and measure your results and also recover at a good at a good rate so you feel great the next day, no matter how hard you work out. Maybe you just want to lose weight, don't want to go to the gym, and you're interested in semi-glutide. FDA approved could have you losing up to six pounds every single week. There are options galore. At, at Apollo Men's Health, but what it really takes is you getting in there, telling them where you're falling short, and having them set up a program to where you can get back to feeling great again. Go to ApolloMH.com right now. See all the services they offer. If there's a few you think could benefit you, sign up for your first appointment right there online. Most major insurance accepted, discounts for military personnel and first responders. Mention my name, Joel Blank, a free B12 shot or a free body composition analysis on your first official visit, but then let the process go from there. From the boardroom to the weight room to the bedroom, if you're falling short, they have answers and solutions, programs that work, and the ability to get you back to feeling great again. So you just need to be honest with them. Tell them where you're not doing as well as you used to. They'll tell you how they can get you back to where you once were. It's absolutely fantastic because they really care about their patients, and they're going to get you the results you need. They've done it for me. They can do it for you, too. Check him
0: out today. Go see my
2: friends at Apollo Men's Health.
0: Back to the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5. The show name is a reference to how many great Astros last name begin with the letter B who were playing back in the 90s when they were not winning World Series. Bagwell, Biggio, Barry, Bell, and eventually Berkman. You might not remember Barry and Bell, but trust me, you remember Blank and Brenham. Here they are now, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios.
1: He's the blank man. I'm Branham. Uh did you hear did, did you see the text line? One other killer B that they were mentioning as Astro Manager?
0: No. Lance Bergman.
2: <laughs> You're not a fan for that one? You know what? I was a fan of Lance. I was thinking about it today, ironically. I think Lance Lance Berkman should have been the, the head coach at Rice. And I think well, he got screwed out of that deal. Well, there's a lot of uh lot of drama there. Is that right? Yeah,
1: apparently he and Wayne had a little falling out.
2: Oh, is that right? That's
1: what I heard. That's what I heard. It I, just seemed
2: like, of all the no-brainers, that was the that was the managerial job that was set up right for him. There
1: was a lot. It was pretty split. It was pretty torn. There were some big donors over at Rice that wanted them. There were some that didn't. I don't think Wayne wanted them. Some of the donors are, are donors now at uh, HCU. Is that right? hmm Because they fall not, not that they stopped Rice, but they, they, they like They Berkman. support Lance. Yeah, they yeah. support Lance, which I think they're getting lights over there. At their ball, but they didn't have, they didn't have lights over there. Really? H, you at, know, Houston Christian, that, did he?
2: When it was HBU. Hockey? Baseball. Oh, really? Leaf pitcher.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I know that he likes hockey. Um, oh boy, does he? I'm, no, Berkman. Berkman shouldn't be a big league manager. I I like Lance, but he shouldn't be a. Oh, he's uh,
2: a baseball mind. I don't think he's a major league manager. I, I don't think so either.
1: Uh, have you seen all this uh, stuff on Twitter? The Astros dynasty's dead. Golden era is over. I think it was Barstool that said, "Rest in peace, Astro. Golden era. I it said Astro it dynasty. I said Astro dynasty, 2017 through 2023. You know, there is your life. It's over. Rest in peace." I don't. I don't understand this. I don't either. Like, do you see the core? And I know that there's holes. We just talked about the state of the bullpen next year doesn't look great. You got Presley Abreu up top. You got Maton, or you have Graveman and Montero. It's the only four relievers. Maybe the Bennett Souza guy can you know make the team. Mm -hmm. But you got some pretty big question marks in the bullpen. Uh, The starting pitchers, you have a lot of them. But to Joe's point, maybe you don't have front line guys, which I think is fair. Uh, You need, I think, a left fielder. There's some other holes that you have to fill. But I look at this, Blankers, with the nucleus that you have and some of these core players that you have, this golden era isn't over.
2: No, look, there's a new sheriff in town for the for the time being in the fact that you know there's new competition. You are always eye on the Yankees, always eyeing up who the competition might be. And now that the Rangers have spent all this money and done what they've done and have this core that they have, you know that there's someone in your own division, much like Seattle was supposed to be this year, the Rangers aren't going anywhere, and they're going to be good. But you can be just as competitive as the Rangers. You don't have to spend as much money as they did. You got Javier on a cheaper deal. You got Jordan locked up on a cheaper deal. You still have Altuve. You still have Bregman. Look, if you get the Abreu at the end of the season and playoffs that you were hoping to get all season long, and now this is him turning the page and getting back to who he used to be, that's another huge bonus for you. But I think there's enough on this roster and enough overall better than average to really, really good talent on this team That we just talked about two specific areas that if you address it and you do it right, this team should be right back where it was and has been during this golden era. Because you're also going to get back pitching regardless of when you get Garcia back or what McCullers can be when he's ready to pitch. We know at his best, he's been one of the better pitchers in the American League to where you can get pitching back in a variety of ways. You have a surplus of starting pitching already. You patch up the bullpen. You find yourself another bat in the outfield. I think you're going to be just fine. I, I, I still like the core.
1: Like I I really do. From an offensive point of view, you have Altuve, who's one of the best second basemen offensively still. Might be the greatest offensive second baseman when it's all said and done. Uh, who's still playing at a very high level. Jordan Alvarez, when he's going right. Now, there's some injury proneness to, to Jordan Alvarez. But when Jordan Alvarez is healthy and is going right, I think he's the best hitter in baseball. Um, Kyle Tucker had a terrible postseason, but Kyle Tucker's still one of the better right fielders in all of baseball. And Alex Bregman had a great second half of the season, and and he's with the club again next year. So those are four offensive guys that I feel really good about. I don't feel great about Abreu. Is Pena ever going to be a, a threat offensively? I don't know, but he plays shortstop at a very high level. I don't need tons of offense for my shortstop. I'm bullish on the future of Yiner Diaz. I think he can be an all-star level backstop. Chaz McCormick, I don't think he's ever going to be a great – Center fielder, but I think he can be a really good offensive center fielder that can be capable defensively in center. Didn't have a very great play on that little blooper uh, in the first inning yesterday, but he's above average defensively in center field. I, I think that the offense is going to be just fine, especially if they add a left fielder. Um, the The pitching side of it, there's some ifs there, like if Fromber returns back to being Fromber, if Justin Verlander can avoid you know a uh, father time. The ifs with Luis Garcia. I don't know if I ever want to put a whole lot of stock in Lance McCullers doing anything, but he is under club control. Javier, can he get back to being like really good Javier, or is it going to be really bad Christian Javier? I like Brian Abreu. I think he's one of the best relievers in all of baseball. Presley's still going really good. This is still a really good baseball team that will be a threat in the American League next year. So a lot of people that are hurrying to bury the Houston Astros, I, I thank you for the compliment. It means that we're living rent-free. Uh, Houston Astros living rent-free around Major League Baseball and sports circles. I saw Mariners fans like celebrating, throwing a parade because they can't throw their own parades. Throw parades that the Houston Astros eliminated from the postseason and how much joy they took out of that because they can't win a series and, and satisfy their own joy. It's a compliment that you're hated by so many around baseball, but to act like the Astros are going anywhere other than contention in Major League Baseball is foolish.
2: It, it's silly because of the fact that even some of the best dynasties that we've seen in the history of sports have had down years. The Spurs and the San Francisco Giants won every other year, and they had down years, and sometimes they had injuries. When you look at what the Astros had to overcome from an injury perspective alone this year, and the fact that they were still able to win the division, they still were able to get a bye in the first round, they still were able to get to Game 7 of the American League Championship Series. There's no reason to believe why they can't do that again because you got to believe that you're not going to endure that many injuries next year, that you're going to get the the players back that were injured this year, that the development of young players like a Yiner Diaz and or a JP France and or a Hunter Brown or some of the young players on this roster are going to continue to get better and be bigger contributing factors to this team to where you have enough on paper to say – no matter what happens, even if they stood pat, they should be one of the top three teams in the American League next year.
1: Nine six four eight with the Astros be a one hundred win team without Dusty next year? I think a hundred's too lofty, uh, especially. I think the the division's good, and I know that they're playing more of an imbalanced schedule, uh, an unbalanced schedule, but that is still a really good division. Rangers aren't going anywhere. Mariners are going to be really good. Uh, not a hundred. I, I think they'll be in the nineties, but not a hundred
2: overall with the American League. I mean, look the 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 division with the twins in the in and Cleveland and the White Sox, eh. but when you look at the American League East and you look at Baltimore, they're not going anywhere. You look at the Rays, they're not going anywhere. they and the Yankees are going to spend until they're, they're they're blue in the face to make sure they're not going anywhere. And you look at just the division with Seattle, Texas, and Houston. There's a ton of good teams in the American League. I don't think that they're going to win 100 games, but that doesn't mean that they're going to slip out of one of the top three spots in the American League. 713-780-3776.
1: 4685. How could it be over? We're one game away from the World Series. People are insane. It's a good point. Uh, 5030. We were literally one normal Tucker away from the World Series. He plays average for himself. We're in it. I'll go... It's hard to say with one offensive guy, but you're probably right. 50, I think 30? that's
4: correct. I too. think it's
1: fair to say, but I, I think that the one name that is better than Tucker's fromber. If yeah. you're one normal fromber away, you win the series in six and maybe five. Now, well, you said six. it at the start yeah. of
2: the show. You just get mm-hmm. one win in one of those fromber games. We're Talking about a totally different attitude of everybody today. Yeah,
1: you, you're, you're looking at uh, the fifth World Series strip If you get one fromber win out of the two that he started seven, one, three, seven, eight, zero ESPN. Uh, Adrian, I'm going to ask the question anyway. What moves would you like the Astros to make next year? We, we mentioned quite a bit of them. Don't think we need more pitching. I see everyone wanting to target Otani and Snell. Uh, I'd like to see an elite out a center fielder move McCormick over to left. The Astros don't have money, man. Like, don't expect these splashes and free agency from the Stros this year. Uh, six seven five zero. Why doesn't Crane get any blame for being cheap and not re-signing some of the stars that have left? Uh, Cole, Morton, Springer, Correa, Valdez, Tucker is going to end up walking
2: too. I think if you're going to blame Jim Crane. I think a lot of those decisions ended up to be very savvy in his favor. I think if you're going to blame Jim Crane, you're going to blame Jim Crane for that that period of time between James Click and Dana Brown when a ton of money was spent that, yeah, Bray, you came on late. Montero was a disaster for most of the season uh, and, and continued into the playoffs to where you got two more years of that. And Michael Brantley, who was supposed to play opening day, missed three quarters of the season, if not more, at, at a pretty substantial amount of money. I think that's where James Click, I mean, that's where Jim Crane Deserves the most blame right now. Yeah, I mean
1: Springer, you won that decision in my mind. He hasn't lived up to the contract. Correa definitely won that decision. Hasn't lived up to the contract. Morton has. I think that was a failure. Uh, that was more on Luno though, thinking that he was too old and that he was going to you know dive right and, and take a like cater and not be any good or crater and not be any good. Cole's too early to tell because it's such a long term contract. But for the <laughs> yeah. most part, they've gotten these extensions and non extensions right.
2: And Cole was out of their control. He wanted to be a Yankee.
1: Yeah. I mean, if the Astros offer the exact same contract, who does he pick? I agree with you. I think think he he still picks the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah, so that one, you're right. Now, they were never really in negotiation with Cole, though. Like, they weren't competitive. They weren't in that one. Uh, But, yeah, they didn't, like, let him walk. Cole had a very, you know, vocal part of that, too. He had a vote, right? Garrett Cole had a vote. He had
2: a hat hat change and an attitude change right after the last out. He did.
4: The Astros have right now the... Without adding any players or whatever, they have the fifth highest payroll in 2024.
1: What is that number? Uh,
4: 194. So that's
1: not counting arbitration. Yeah,
4: right? it doesn't count arbitration and stuff like that. Just at this very they moment, 194. Money. And like, and I'm the one that, like I said earlier multiple times, like Jim Crane, if he wants to bust this window open, yeah. he should pay. He needs to, I think he needs to invest in one big prize. I don't know. I'm not saying like Otani and, and Snell and those guys, but like a Lourdes Guriel or a hater, something that is expensive but not going to crush yeah. you. But They spend money. He would have to they pay. They spend a lot of money. He would have Lourdes to pay the luxury Grielle tax. Is
2: a big enough ad
4: for left field?
1: Yeah. Yes. I don't love Lourdes. Uh I, I think he's, he's going to
4: get overpaid. I yeah, think I think, he,
1: sure. I think he'll be overpaid. I think he's slightly above average to average. I, I, to me, that's not the left fielder that you would go after. I need to take a look at the free agency market. Lordis is not one that I'd be super interested in. If he does that, Joe, he'd have to pay luxury tax. There, there's no way around it. No way around it. Now there's a lot of people listening to us right now, and in this city, saying we spend a lot of money on Astro gear. We're at the we're at Minute Maid all the time. There's a lot of fans at the game. Maybe they weren't yelling and acting like Philly fanatics, but they were there. They but were they spending were top money. Five
2: in attendance in baseball. Yeah.
4: Oh yeah. Top, yeah, definitely. for sure.
2: They had like three million yeah. fans. And so and if he wants to build Craneville,
4: so. he needs to start you know building. Well, but how, that how many thing?
2: times have we also heard if it's worth it? If it's if it's the if it means that we're. We have a legit chance to win the World Series. I'm willing to go over the luxury tax. We've heard it with Tillman. We've heard it with owners. That's what owners are supposed to be able to do at the time when it's right. The time is now.
1: He's never done it. I don't think he's going to. And if it's if he's going to have a prized free agent, you know, signing, he's going to have to go into the luxury taxes. The, the the money that they have on the books too. You're not shedding it. You're not trading Bregman. You're not trading Verlander. You're not trading. You know, all any of these guys that you're not trading Presley. So. If you're going to do that, you're going to have to go over the luxury tax. Might be over the luxury tax anyways. 713-780-3776. Car wreck of the day. What are your car wreck of the day nominations presented by carwrecktexas.com? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 975 and ESPN 925. I want to save you money. I care about you. I love the listeners. Always love the listeners. Uh, I'm a homeowner. Most of you are homeowners. So we can all relate that home insurance rates are stupid. 30, 40, 50%, even higher increases. Can you believe that? It's ridiculous. It's expensive. It's very stupid. How do you stop the stupidity? Well, you grab your phone right now because you're about to text TGS Insurance Agency. TGS is the fastest growing agency in Texas. Why? Fair question. Because they make saving you money fast and easy. That's what I want to hear. Their instant quoting system shops the market for you. They deliver you a proposal in 15 seconds. You don't have to do anything. They're doing all the work for you. You can't afford to wait any longer, and there's no risk at all. The time to save is right now. So take the phone, text the word money, M-O-N-E-Y, to 23 23 23. There's nothing to lose here. The TGS system will ask for your address. Just send that back. You'll get your proposal with excellent coverage within 15 seconds. It's easy. It might be a no-brainer for you. You might say no, but at least You'd you looked into it. Why wouldn't you? TGS is winning for people everywhere up the coast to the woodlands, Cypress to Beaumont. TGS customers say big wherever you are in the greater Houston area. Over 35,000 of your neighbors in the area trust TGS, and with thousands of five star reviews, you can too. Simple. Fast, easy, and big savings. That's why TGS is the gold standard. Don't be left paying more. Get your savings right now. Just text MONEY, M-O-N-E-Y, to 232323. MONEY to 232323.
0: Welcome back to the Killer Bee's Nuts. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here's Joel Blank and that Jeremy Branham guy.
1: 6227. Uh, I think we're more in the Verdugo price range. Uh, I think Verdugo's under. He's got another year with uh, Boston. He's not free this year, I don't believe. Pretty pretty sure about that because I remember we looked at Verdugo whenever uh, he was mentioned as a trade option yeah. for the Astros. He's still got one more year of club control. Uh, I feel comfortable saying that off the top he, of
2: my shiny bald some, head. He'll demand some cash uh, in a year. Yeah. A I, year. Mean, I think he, he's a good player. Yeah, he's a good player. I was going to say, he, I think he, he gets more than Gurriel. He doesn't have. Uh,
1: I don't know. I think they're going to be pretty close to the same.
4: He's like that Arquiti target, right?
1: Well, it was this It was this offseason. Arquiti was never going to get him. Arquiti was never going to get him. And from what I heard from Boston people that I know, he was never really on the block. I think it was just one of those throw a name on the wall, get clicks, get content, blah, 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 blah.
4: Well, apparently no one wants to be their GM, so we'll see what the Red Sox yeah.
1: do. Maybe no one wants to work for that owner. Verdugo's more Verdugo doesn't hit for much power, but he's an on base guy. We'll slap some doubles. Like I think he's a good player. I think he'd be a really good fit with the Astros because he's a contact guy, gets on base. I think he'd be a good fit, but you'd have to trade. I don't I don't see them trading. Uh King of Twitch says you don't need a left fielder. Chaz is that left fielder. Again, we, we talked about this. I think Chaz is more valuable in center than he is left. I asked King of Twitch what well, who do you want in center field? He said Harrison Bader. Oh god Dre said no. dumpster diving for Harrison Bader. I don't I don't hate Bader but i don't think it's a massive upgrade like uh, i think it's more upgrade defensively maybe over but uh, is he a better defender but, than
2: jake myers i think so uh, i don't know i think man. he's better than jake i think jake is damaged goods now i i think that jake isn't the center fielder he was before the injuries but i think that bader's probably a better defensive player he he had some pop this year and he had like a kind of a a, a flash in the pan offensively for a little bit but the yankees just dumped out and cut him yeah, they were trying to – it was like the whole luxury tax thing with that. I just – I don't think I want – I don't want any part of Harrison Bader as my center fielder.
1: That was a weird trade. Remember the Bader from Montgomery trade? Yeah. And it's like all of a sudden Montgomery's like Randy Johnson. What a bad and
2: trade Montgomery's going to get paid a ton in this offseason too because he's free. I wonder if the Yankees will try to pay him a ton. They of might.
1: Off. It was a pretty good trade at the time. It didn't Montgomery get hurt like right after the trade. I think he missed some action. He had
4: two good starts and then he and then he, he did get hurt, but Bader remember yeah. he didn't play for like 2 months. But
1: then he looked good in the playoffs. But then Bader yeah, yeah he had a really good end of the year and playoff run. Yeah, that was, a, <laughs> that was a weird trade. Montgomery, Montgomery was the better side of that. Montgomery's going to get paid. I think he's going to go back to St. Louis. Oh, he's going to get a mound of money. I think St. Louis is going to be very active for starting pitchers, and I think they're going to want him back. And the other name they're talking about is uh, Nola with Philly. Yeah, because he's free. Yep, He's going to make a lot of money, I think, as well. All right, let's get to our Car Wreck of the Day, presented by CarWreckTexas.com. CarWreckTexas.com
0: Coming through. This is the Car Wreck of the Day brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com.
1: A uh, few on the Twitch that have some nominations before we get to ours because, you know, age before beauty. Uh, Nelson on the Twitch, Car Wreck of the Day is obviously Dwight Howard. Mm. I saw bits and pieces of this. I haven't done the deep dive and I don't think I'm gonna. Don't. Don't think I'm going to. So can you give me the cliff notes?
2: Um, There's rumors that there is a gentleman that has filed or is filing a a suit against Dwight for some sexual.
4: They're not rumors. Dwight Howard got accused of sexual assault by a man, and Dwight Howard admitted in court that it was consensual.
1: What what made this guy a gentleman? He's a man. (laughs)
4: Not that there's anything wrong with him. I don't know this. him. Well, I, yeah. I, I, I know mean, he's a
2: male. I, I'm not trying to offend anybody. He's a gentleman.
1: Okay. So, hmm. So Dwight Howard admitted that it was consensual. So yes. he's fighting back that it was consensual, that it wasn't assault,
2: but cat out of the back. Is this the same man? I guess the man... gist
4: of this story? Yes. Yeah, not of that it. there's anything wrong with that.
2: Is this the same man that threatened to bring up charges like a year ago? I
4: think, I believe it is. Okay. That he's suing Dwight Howard or whatever. And Dwight Howard would say it was consensual.
1: Okay. I can see why he'd be the car wreck of the day. Uh, Dr. Dre says Chris Olave a good call. is literally the car wreck of the day.
4: I played he, for the Saints.
1: He got arrested for speeding?
4: Yeah. Excessive. It was
1: Se- like, I, I read speeding. it was 35 miles per hour
4: over. Yeah, 70 and a 35. Okay. Now
0: that's
1: yeah. a little bit different. Than like, yeah, it's, it's different than 105 okay. and a 70. Yeah, see, I didn't see that part of it. That part's critical. Like, if it was 105 and a 70, eh, it's still pretty fast. He didn't wreck the car, <laughs> right,
2: <but> he <laughs> wrecked the speed
4: limit.
1: But then he, he,
2: then he
4: said Man, I'm a saint. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: Oh, he pulled the card, huh? Oh, yeah. I'm surprised they arrested him, though, in New Orleans. Like, I mean, let the good times roll. You know what I mean? They usually, they're usually very kind in New Orleans.
4: Him and Justin Ross. the overseer from the I
2: Chiefs. saw the
1: Justin Ross thing. Now, Justin
4: Ross is not on my fantasy
1: team, best so I don't best, care, Dick, about, isn't it? care about this one as much.
2: It's terrible that it happened wasn't it, was was Justin Ross domestic abuse? Uh,
1: I, I remember so, I saw some like arrest. I didn't, I didn't look up into this thing. I didn't, I didn't really
2: want to. I thought I saw it on ESPN the front page that he got arrested. So I does think. Crystal
1: Lave play this week, you think? I don't know that you can. Well, it you know what? I think I bet you he plays. I bet you yeah, plays.
2: I guess I guess because of the fact that it wasn't as a, as a, as major as something else that it could be. Yeah, I think he could play one nice. Speedy, he's yeah, yeah, speeding. He's playing. Yeah, he's speeding. One
1: five four two car wreck. The Fromber and Javier daycare. I can't believe Javier got one out in that game. I, I think it one would just out. Be,
2: I, I think overall, maybe if you wanted to leave out Jordan and, and Altuve, other than that, I think the car wreck of the day is the Houston Astros in Game Seven. I'm going to throw a Minute Maid Park as my car wreck of the day.
1: Can we? Uh, can there be some like asbestos there, and we have to like tear it down and just rebuild it from the ground up? They we're... lost four. They went, they went 0-4 at home in the 19 World Series. They went 0-4 at home in the 23 ALCS. It's time for a new ballpark. By the Let's... way,
2: the, the other teams lost all their home games, too, That in both those series.
1: Yeah, but I, I'm one-sided. I only care about the
3: Astros. And the Astros I'll had more games
2: it. at home. It's just so weird that they were a part of two in recent history where neither team won a home game. Fix the batter's eye. Although, apparently,
1: they are, according to uh, Michael Swab, czar of Astros Twitter. That's planned. They're going to fix the batter's eye at mm. Minute Maid Park. Uh, Joe, what are you nominating for a car wreck of the day?
4: The Astros. Yeah. And you know what? Runners in scoring position. Figure it out, man.
1: It's just all part of the it's Astros. It's the batter's eye.
4: Like, it's not. But we'll Figure they it can't,
1: out. They can't see the ball because of the batter's eye with runners in scoring position. Now, now
4: base is empty. They're it's fine. It's just fine. They, but Adoles, it's the batter's eye. With the batter's, the ball pretty well and a runner on Bay first park. base, they're fine. But when the runners get to second and third yeah. base, there's a problem. Dolas Garcia.
2: Garcia saw the ball pretty well at Minute Maid. Garcia
1: cemented himself into, like, hatred as a as oh. an athlete against Houston sports. But he had oh, already yeah. done.
2: Remember, in the regular season, he used to always rake yeah. against the, the Astros. But this one just took it to a different level. But
1: I, I kind of respect it. The game he had yesterday, my goodness. What the, Why the, are
2: they the, pitching to him, too, with runners at second and third, first question. base open? That's a great question. Like, because... You know what? He had, four, he, was, he had four strikeouts, his first four at-bats, coming off of the bench-clearing yeah. brawl and everything Looked like lost. that. And all of a sudden, the grand slam flipped the switch. It's like, look yeah. the hell out.
1: And they pitched him with runners at second and third, first base open. That was silly. And it was a single single. I get it. We contact. What are you doing? I don't have to worry about that anymore. All right, what are, what's winning Car Wreck of the Day?
2: The Astros. All right, the Astros.
1: Astros are Car Wreck of the Day. Sorry, Stros. Presented by CarWreckTexas.com. If you get into a car wreck... Make sure you call Hollingsworth Law Firm, 713-999-8773. Don't pay until you win. Don't let the insurance companies run over you. CarWreckTexas.com, the website CarWreckTexas.com. That's it for us. Thanks to Joe George, hard work. He's blank on Brad, and we'll talk to you tomorrow, Houston. Joe George in the bullpen. Nice catch, Brian. Up next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.